0: In 2016, scientists on Earth detected a fast radio burst from a distant region of space with no observable stars. The following transmissions were declassified by the scientific community and given to us to present as The Binary Saga. Log Entry Haimavina
1: 58 2357 Age of Enlightenment Hey Jezun. So, I may have received a couple of messages from you. (laughs) Your graduation party sounded pretty epic. I wish I was there. I kind of felt like I was there. (laughs) Well, just to impress your friends, I attached my mom's most recent live album from Loganland Stadium. It has a bunch of new tracks from their upcoming studio album that won't be released until next year. So, you and your mom are truly the first felons to hear it. I'm very proud of you. I have a drink here, so I will toast you. Cheers. Mm. Many congratulations, Jisun. I knew you would ace your solo flight. Your description really made me feel like I was in the plane with you. I wonder if all pilot exams are a sadistic because Helgi experienced something similar during his astronaut training. You're probably a better pilot than he is. I understand why you need to know... What you're doing at the fundamental level, in case something goes wrong, of course. It's not unlike the training sessions I have with my security detail for worst-case events. But it still gives me the shivers to know that you're up there, just dropping out of the sky, and all you have to go on is adrenaline and training. (laughs) That is very impressive. I don't care how many others got accepted into the astronaut training program, because you did. You always said, you're going to go do this, and you are. You're going to go to space. And I raise my glass to you again, and congratulations. Yay! So, how long is the training program? Iria said that Versat is always looking for good pilots if you get bored working for the VSA. Well, as far as the Lithians are concerned, I don't have much in the way of an update. Discussions around the trade and economic talks and the House Summits have started, but formal negotiations won't start for another couple of years. There's a lot to coordinate from here and Alondra, so it's been slow moving. The Olithians seem keen to make the integration happen quickly, but our Samcoma is being cautious, and so far the Olythians have been patient and respectful. We have every intention of joining the Empire, but Vera has made it clear that it will be on our terms. I think about the Crimson Sun a lot too, mostly on nights like tonight when it's particularly icy and cold. I think about how scared they must have been, and how hopeful. The more I learn about this, the more I feel for them. I'm touched that the Council wants to send their remains home, and I think it would be fitting for those who died to come home. (laughs) Thank you for the sweet compliments. You make me blush. I did love that dress. In fact, I just got a few more gowns for the upcoming galas. And yes, I will have to go to a lot of these events. A surprising amount of serious deal-making gets done at these things, both political and business. And I'm learning to have a little fun, even though the two I've attended since we spoke were largely uneventful. The gowns have become a bit of a thing. My family all sat for a photo shoot put on by one of the big fashion magazines here. This is an old family annual event, and it usually has a theme, which this year was tradition. The designers created an elaborate interpretation of ancient fashion, and we did a shoot at an ancient abandoned longhouse. Most of our photos have my mom and my dad at the center, representing the link between the Parks and the Jorgensen's. They did a bunch of other shots and candid photos also. Several of the other magazines also do similar features, and it's a friendly bit of competition between the old families to see who makes the covers. My parents are the reigning champions because they have more covers than anyone. There's this really great one of them where my mom is sitting on my dad's lap laughing, and my dad is kissing her neck with his arms wrapped around her. (laughs) It's so them. Anyway... This year, I made the cover. Just me. The cover shot is a picture where I'm leaning against a hearth in replica dress and apron, with my head bowed and my right hand on my heart so you can see my family hoofler runes. Needless to say, the attention I've received from designers to style me for the upcoming galas has been a little overwhelming. It might all sound ridiculous, but it's a really cool experience. i've attached the entire photo spread i completed my schooling last year as well i am now officially an Avocat with an advanced business degree graduation was lovely but i insisted that there be no party we had a nice dinner at my parents place with the whole family and then i went to bed early slept in and spent the entire next day watching vids and napping I attached some pictures from the graduation ceremony and my new academic floor, which I think looks pretty amazing. Maybe not as cool as Helgi's, but they're identical to the ones Vera and Mikel have, so that is pretty special. I didn't graduate top of my class, but I made the top 10. My dad joked that I was slipping, but I got a dual degree, which obviously meant twice the work. He didn't graduate top of his medical school class, <laughs> Any hope I had that I might get time to relax, a little is gone. (laughs) I'm back in Stromsheim working as a junior counsel in the Lulean Economic and Trade Division. I split my time between working here and Hopnina because I still have to backbench at house meetings. The only difference is I don't have to go to class, so I guess that's better. (laughs) At least the air travel has improved. The newer planes have reduced the overnight flights to just three hours. Kai just finished his doctorate in astronautical engineering and started his postdoctoral work at Verkstad. Helgi might not be around to talk to, but Kai should enter the astronaut training program soon too. Granted, my brother, as you know, is completely unreliable when it comes to sending messages. When I told him about your recent message, he said, that's cool. I should probably message him. Kai also apparently thinks that he can stay at Helgi's whenever he wants. I caught him with his latest space jockey tart of a girlfriend in my bed. (laughs) He actually yelled at me, You're supposed to tell me when you're in town. To which I replied, You're supposed to tell me when you're off station. What if I brought someone here? And he laughed in my face and said, Who would date Miss Icy Scion of the planet anyway? You're lucky you don't have any siblings. I almost pushed him into the harbor. I was in the kitchen when the girlfriend came in looking for a cafe and started to tell me that she loved my cover photo and the gown from the last gala. She follows me on the network and was excited to actually meet me. Don't worry. I was very polite. I didn't even tell her that I don't bother learning the names of my brother's girlfriends because there will be a new one tomorrow. <laughs> mm. uh, drink. Mm. My living arrangements in Stromsheim are somewhat better. My grandparents live on the Prime Minister's grounds, so the family estate is empty. My dad stays there when he's in town, but otherwise, it hasn't really been used since my great-grandmother Jana died. We host the occasional old family gala, and my parents' wedding was there. But otherwise, the only people who live here are the groundskeepers and me. It's nice to have such a gigantic place to myself. I claimed one of the nicer apartments in the main building as my own. It has a bedroom suite, and a bathroom, an office, and a decent sized balcony off the sitting room. I got all new furniture, and had the bathroom remodeled. I set up my transmitter right by the window in the office, so I can look at Von Law when I message you. After living here for a while, I decided the whole place needed to be renovated. And I figured it was better just to get it done. My dad said I wasn't allowed to touch his old apartment because it's his sanctuary. (laughs) After the construction was completed, Vera and Mikael decided to have their anniversary event here, which is a nice vote of confidence to my design choices. The party was amazing. Mikael gave a lovely speech about how he loved Vera and couldn't imagine his world without her or her family. Then he told the story of how they met in primary school when they were eight years old. He confessed that he purposely left his colored pencils at home so he could borrow the pencils from the pretty girl who sat next to him in class. And then he gave Vera a box of 150 pencils with a different color for every year he has loved her. It was really touching. And when they resealed their vows, I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. It was incredibly moving. They've been through fire together. And they're still solid as ice. Selfishly, the ceremony got me thinking about what Kai said. And how difficult it is to make friends. Let alone get close to someone. I mean, a partner. Who's gonna date Cecelia Jorgensen Newspark? Heir to the blah 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 blah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that list will be short. And being in that shadow will be awful. The last guy I dated said as much. And I can't shake it. <sighs> Jerk. It was a lovely evening, and we were leaving a restaurant when the paparazzi descended in full force. After my security detail got us into the vehicle, he told me that he could not be in a relationship with me anymore. Because he couldn't handle being Cicela's boyfriend, no name, in the gossip broadsheets. I made my driver stop, and I kicked him out of the car. Whatever. (laughs) I don't need anyone right now. Except, I do need another drink. Hang on. Okay, I'm back. Speaking of jerks, wait until you hear this. I was at a vegan recently with Mari and Heather, and we decided that we had been working like demons and deserved to let off some steam. We decided to check the network to see which clubs had good reviews and decided on a night at the break. We were dancing and having a good time until I went to the bar to grab more drinks and overheard a group of guys having the worst conversation. They were bragging about trying to get with the old family members as part of something called the 21 Peaks Challenge. Apparently, I'm the summit. (laughs) And they were laughing about it. The summit? Where do they come up with skit like this? I do feel like the other couples in my family have had it easier than I do. And the stories of how the couples in my family met are amazing. Iria met Lars in an elevator and they bonded over their Farhuns. How adorable is that? My gorgeous parents met in a cafe shop and it was love at first sight. Juniper told me that she had a super crush on Helgi at university, but Helgi didn't think she would go out with him. My mom said it had more to do with his revolving door of friends, if you know what I mean. I don't blame him for being nervous. Juniper is stunningly beautiful but Helgi was an idiot. But they found each other again. So maybe finding real love is possible. I'm not saying their relationships are always perfect. None is. I hope I get to reseal my vows with someone after 150 years of being in love. Maybe I'm just dating the wrong people. And he to stopped pretending that Linnea will send me the perfect person. You know, the girls and I went to a seer for fun once. And she said that my soul is connected. And we would find each other on a different world other than our own. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I'm going to put this drink down and stop feeling sorry for myself. Doesn't matter what that jerk said. Can you believe he's tried calling me Tino? you know, come over? Sorry. You get all of me or none? Frost him. At least it sounds like you're having better luck in the dating department. I'll just live vicariously through you. And as Juniper would say, give me all the dirty details onto my... (laughs) By the way, slick move offering to take her out on your new skiff. Which sounds amazing, by the way. My mom said that she's used that same pickup line back in her day. And it always worked. Even on my dad. (laughs) Vinda till enda. CJ. H. 23.
0: Log entry Vela 58, Vela Rotat 2679, Cycle 10 of the 8th Annual. Hey there, Summit! The way I look at it, you should probably place a wager on yourself for some of that action. You get to be with yourself every night, so you've already won. Is there a specific prize for this contest? I'm kidding, of course. There are always guys and girls like that. We had a group at the academy that were putting people on a checklist and seeing how many points they could score by checking people off the list. One of the more awesome girls in my class called them out on their TELAC and reported them to the administrators. Action was swift and the entire group was expelled and even blacklisted from attending any of the other academies. While in classes, they have no tolerance for that sort of behavior. While I don't imagine it would help you very much since this is more of a societal thing on your end, my suggestion would be calling them out in public and letting them know the summit is closed to the likes of you. I've been in training with the VSA for what feels like a lifetime now. Well over half of my graduating class that was accepted to the training program have already washed out and more are dropping every few cycles. The hardest part is the exercise regime. We train every day to make sure that we can handle the stresses of both piloting and space travel in general. Thankfully, working on the skiffs for so long has kept me in good shape, but it's still hard. One of the tests was literally to stay swimming with our heads above the water for a full cycle. It's one of the more intense tests. You have hydration packs and protein bars with you while you're in there. You would think that a race of people that evolved from water-based life could handle this easily, but the key word there is evolved. My people have moved out of the water now, and it's hard to go back. Unfortunately, Borlock, my friend from the graduation party, was the latest to wash out. It's really sad watching each of them drift away to other opportunities. He'll be fine, of course. All of them have promising pilot careers to fall back on. They will also have the chance to reapply next Rotat and start over again if they wish to. You may remember that he was the one that dressed up as you. Yes, I finally found that embarrassing transmission I sent. Sorry about that. To be fair, with the amount that I drank that night, for a split second, I almost believed him that you had come to the party. Maybe for the next one, you can have your new Lithian friend swing you by. So I guess you can add modeling to your list of accomplishments? Seriously, girl, you looked great. All of those poses and dresses and the hair changes must have been exhausting. How do you even keep up with all that and all of the duties that you have to do for your job and house? I dated a model for an annul a while back, and I don't think she could handle debating water temperature with a sake, much less working political issues with members of different houses and a race of people on a different planet. Don't you spend too much time thinking about what Kai says. He's probably just lashing out because he can't find anyone special to make him happy in the long term, so he's taking it out on you. It's a lot of work. Personally, I have found that dating around in the short term helps me to focus on what's really important, myself. I know it sounds selfish, but hear me out. I have a lot of studies and interests that take me away for long periods of time. If I'm not comfortable with myself and my own feelings in this life, then when I meet the person that I want to be with, I will still be working on the me in the relationship and not the us. So that's my advice to you. Have fun, but never plan to settle down and be with the one until you are happy being the one for yourself. Kai actually did send me a message, but I think he still hasn't grasped the whole long distance or time lag part of this. All it said was, Congrats on getting accepted to the VSA. How's it going? And then nothing. I'll send him some of the same details I have sent in this message, but I'm not anticipating a response anytime soon based on what you said. I'm sure he's probably busy with his own training. Oh, wow. I almost forgot about Tamai. She was nice and all, but it didn't work out well after the first annul. Turns out she was getting really seasick out on the skiff and was constantly taking nausea pills just to try and spend time with me. It was really sweet of her to put herself through that. The pills had a few side effects. I just couldn't watch her change her habits and actions just to be with me. I spend a lot of time out on the waves when I'm not in training, so it just wasn't going to work out. We stayed as friends for a while, but then both of us got really busy and drifted apart. I wonder where she is now. Even now, I've been prepping for a few different races that are coming up. I have to split my limited time between the team and a new solo race that I entered. Both are actually a series of races that span across the entire Rotat. A lot of the team will be entering the solo race too, so we have some interesting bets against each other. That's what makes the team fun. When we are working together, it's like a machine. But when we are sailing solo, it's every skiffer for themselves. All in good fun, of course. I've hired a few of the more talented engineers at the marina to help me get the Yana up to speed for the race. Yeah, I named her for you. I didn't want it to be too obvious since only a few here know your full name. When people ask me about it, I just smile and walk away. I totally get the need for modifying your personal space to be really your own. It sounds like you put in a lot of work getting it just right, and you must have done it right if you got Vera's approval on your style. I'm a little jealous. I feel like the only place I have that's really my own is the Yana. It's way too small to live in in the long term, I've spent a night there when I just didn't want to go back to Mom's place or back to the training dorms, but it's really uncomfortable for anything more than that. I have done a few modifications to make it a little more me. I had to have some friends over for a painting party and to get a lot of the details right. Attached are some photos so that you can see for yourself. It would be great to settle in somewhere, but I think I finally understand why Helgi stayed on Frida Segbat for so long now. Like I said earlier, I never know where I'm going to end up from a newel to a newel. Training takes us all over the planet to try and replicate different weather and environmental conditions, so there's a lot of travel. When I graduate from here, who knows where I'll end up? It's just so hard to anchor yourself in any one place. If things go well, I should be all lined up for entry into the VSA test pilot program. It's very highly coveted and only the best get in. My, uh, dad, Kezi was a member of the program. They get to play with the newest and coolest tech and are on the cutting edge of new techniques in both gear and procedures. Most of the training programs we use now are based on the work the TPP did. It's really one of the reasons I'm pushing myself so hard. I want to be one of the best, and that's where the best go. So far, all of my scores put me in the top 2% of the class. I am not aiming to be the top student. It's kind of a strange game to play with the systems here. The highest scores in the course tend to get selected for the big flashy high visibility missions because the council wants to tout that they have their best pilots on the job. So the more vain types are striving for those positions. The smarter ones recognize the game and will occasionally maybe dip our heads under the water for just a moment. So we, oh, darn, didn't make the best score. Oh, well. Maybe next time. The instructors here totally know what we are doing, and oddly enough, are okay with it, because they understand the game too. Some of them even came from the TPP. While they won't say it publicly, they did the same thing when they were in training. Oh, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm excited the most about with the TPP. They are working with the VSA on developing a new magnetic engine. There were a few presentations where a lot of smart people were trying to explain all of the deep details about how the engine works and what powers it, but most of that went right over my head. The real important bit is how it flies. It creates a magnetic bubble around the craft and uses solar wind to propel the craft. Every planet has a form of this magnetic bubble around it, and it's what protects us from solar radiation and allows our atmosphere and us to, you know, exist. By replicating it on a small scale, they can use this as, get this, a sail. They can modify and direct a bubble to catch the wind, and by using a mixture of gravity wells, of planets, and a fusion engine, like what we use now, they can navigate space like we do in the oceans here. CJ, this is literally sailing in space. It's like I was given forth for this. It's still under development. But those same smart guys said that it might actually be able to make the trip to Haimovina as short as two Rotats. I think this is what the council is referring to when they talk about wanting to send the remains from the Crimson Sun pack. This is how they may actually be able to do it. We may be a while off before we try and send any Vellons that far, but it's hopeful technology. Who knows, maybe you won't need those Lithians to get around. I may be able to just swing by and pick you up myself. You don't get space sick, do you? Is there a pill for that? May the waves guide us. Jason, 24. Log entry,
1: Haimavina 59, 2359. Age of Enlightenment. Hey, Jason. So, did you get into the VSA test pilot program? It sounds like the process was grueling, but I'm so excited to hear what happened. I can't imagine how it would feel to serve in the same unit as your father did. But I know you made it, and he would be very proud of you. Did you get a call sign? My security team has a call sign for me. It's Raka, which is a small crustacean that is often served as food. I'm sure they mean it as a term of endearment, but I sometimes think they call me that because I'm the smallest member of my family. Well. Iria and I are about the same size, I guess. I prefer the term petite. All the Jorgensen's are tall. Even Lars is about the same height as my dad. So you would think I might have gotten some of those jeans, but no. Kai won the lottery and even looks like a Jorgensen. I am unmistakably a Noofspark. The concept of an interstellar sailing ship sounds truly incredible. Can you explain the bubble concept a little more, and how the field is being generated and manipulated? I know you're not an engineer, but am I correct that you would be testing these crafts and working with the scientists to make sure they're worked properly? <laughs> you are absolutely born to pilot this type of craft. Returning the remains of the Crimson Sun's passengers aboard a sailing spaceship would be truly fitting, because they would, in effect, come home to their final rest in in much the same way we hold funerals. I'm certain Linnea would smile upon that, and it's a very touching gesture from the people of Ella. When I told Vera and Mikel, they were really moved. The Yana? (laughs) Seriously, Jason, I can't stop (laughs) flushing. Thank you. I'm very honored. I showed my mom the pictures you sent and she said that she would have loved to have your skiff when she circumnavigated the planet. It's a beautiful skiff, and I love the paint job. I printed out photos and hung them in my office. So how did you do in the solo races? Mari and Heather and I are rooting for you. My father decided to take his rightful place as Scion to House Jorgensen. I'm really happy about this because, if I'm totally honest, I wasn't ready for the role in the corporation. I started to cry when he told me, and I had to convince him that it was tears of relief. Of course, he made it clear that nothing really changes, and that even though I didn't have the title now, I would someday. I'm still expected to sit on all the house boards, attend meetings, and lobby for the house, and be involved in the decision-making process. Whatever, I'm not Scion yet, and I am thrilled. (laughs) This decision means that my dad is the first male in at least a thousand years to be named Scion, in line for head of house on Haimavina. As you know, we are a matriarchal society, and a male in this position is fairly progressive, especially for the Jorgensen's, who have previously been considered a more traditional house. Apparently, Vera and Mikkel have been working on him since before I was born, but he always turned it down. He told me that he wanted to be successful on his own, much like Helgi accusations of nepotism get leveled at people like us all the time. And I guess they both needed to prove that they were capable on their own. I completely understand. In fact, that's why I studied so hard in school. It feels good to prove that we are more than our family names. It makes me a little sad to think that my dad felt that he needed to prove himself to anyone. He is a brilliant and incredible person. But I know firsthand that that and Mikkel are as demanding as they are loving. It's unfortunate that he won't be a practicing pulmonologist, but House Jorgensen just gained a giant, and I'm really proud of him. This decision makes House Jorgensen uniquely family-run. My grandfather Mikkel is House Jarl, which is roughly the equivalent of the position of chief executive officer in the corporate world. He is responsible for the day-to-day house commercial operations. It's probably the hardest job in any house, and Mikhail is a frosted genius. He's also the only spouse in that role, which is usually another family member or a trusted business partner. However, Vera doesn't trust anyone else, and very few people are innately gifted as Mikhail when it comes to business savvy. Of the 21 old families, only four qualify as houses. To achieve house status, the family usually holds the majority interest in in one or several key industries. House Jorgensen's portfolio includes advanced manufacturing and technology, like House Fjallstad owns much of the medical industry. Old family rankings, which are based on influence and political power, routinely place the Jorgensens at the top of that list. A spot we've pretty much held for as long as the planet has been called Heimavina. The new sparks ranked at the very bottom until recently and only because of our name traces back before the Citizenda. However, Iria seems intent on smashing the status quo. <laughs> when Carl decided to move to the Lithian system, he sold the majority share in Virkstad to Iria. He retained a board seat, and now runs a satellite office in Brenngard, in the Alondren capital. The move confused me until Iria explained that she and Carl had realized that Verkstad's continued success hinged on solidifying the company's link to an old family. Iria couldn't be an employee. She needed to own Verkstad to be a player in the expanded Mana Empire. Iria now controls more than three quarters of the private spacing industry on Haimabina. Iria brought Tara Lou Pierce back to be the new CEO, which was a sharp move because Tara Lou is very well-respected in both government and and the commercial sector. She previously held high-ranking positions at Verkstad before she left to represent Trishavn in the Samkoma. She also used to work for ECAL and was the first Heimavinen to walk on Braddock. She is smart, savvy, has a great sense of humor, and has been one of Iria's closest friends since they were kids at the Academy. I have listened to Iria's earlier messages to Grandfather Gisto And it's funny to think that it's the same person. The girl who wanted to prove that she was more than just Dr. Frieda Newspark's granddaughter is now a corporate titan. (laughs) I think even the Alithians believe that she can walk on cracked ice at this point. But she's also the same grandma who gets excited when she sees young Farhuns, is still a pretty good shot with a bogey, and makes out with Lars in the kitchen when they think no one's watching. (laughs) It's going to take a while to get house status, but it looks like the gamble is going to pay off. Iria is slow rolling the plan because she's waiting to see how the trade and economic talks with the Lithians before being officially elevated. The Lithians have houses too, and Iria is concerned that announcing too early could open us up to a hostile takeover, or being outmaneuvered. maneuvered. I may sit on the Lulean delegation at the trade talks, but... I'm also the eyes and ears for both of my families. We intentionally removed my house titles and Jorgensen name from my entry on the list of attendees on the assessment that none of the Lithians will pay attention to someone so young. This is a lot of responsibility and your advice to refocus. My energy on myself came at just the right time. I started taking the gallows more seriously and making a point to be focused during the House board meetings. I also leveraged my contacts with the Prime Minister of Yodith, who I once interned with when I was at school, to get several land contracts approved so Verkstad can expand their facilities. Iria was so pleased. She threatened to put me in charge of Virkstad, so she and Lars can retire to Alondra. <laughs> like Iria would ever actually retire. <laughs> the one area I haven't had much success with, is the Alithians. I have tried to get meetings with their diplomats. Nothing. I've tried to work with them at the galas, and they only comment how cute I am, and then they ask if Iria was attending. I even went so far as physically running into them in the halls of the Semcoma, and intentionally got myself stuck in an elevator with two of them. That was a complete waste of time, because all they wanted to talk about was how they liked the weather in Lulea more than Yodith. And how clean the air smelled and you're totally right that i should be happy with myself before i can find the one i totally get casual dating and i see where you're coming from Mari agrees with you but i just can't do that every time i try my social life gets plastered all over the gossip broadsheets i'm actually quite content being with just me right now and i've discovered that I really like being at home. I always have, but I really appreciate the downtime more now, and when I need a break, I take one. The other day, I laid out by the pool with a good book and some of Mikkel's homemade bior. It was great. (laughs) I honestly don't know if I get space sick. (laughs) I've only ever been on a plane. I've never even been on a space plane to Verkstad, or gone interstellar. Maybe. One day. (laughs) Hmm. Vinda Talenda, CJ. Age 25.
0: Log Entry. Vela 59. Vela Rotat 2681. Cycle 5 of the 6th Annual. Hey there, shrimp! You see, if you keep giving me nicknames, I'm going to have to create a random name generator to start off all of these messages. That's not even including all of the nicknames that those of us here have for you. Mom said something about you being her little snowflake. I don't even think she's seen snow. Yes, we do get snow and ice here on Vela, but it only happens on the islands way up north, or way down south, and it cycles with each other rotate. You know, compared to us here, you're downright tall. Most Vellans are short in comparison. Of course, I only have simple photos and the occasional video to go off of, and there's nothing actually to compare against. For all I know, Haimovenans could be incredibly tiny. Hmm, maybe we should go with that and I could stick with the shrimp nickname. There's not much to say about the new engine or even the ship that's being designed. They are still in the early stages and all we know is the basic principles that I explained earlier. That's not to say that everyone here isn't insanely excited about the project. This will be the first time that we could venture further out than just our own system it will cut down the travel time between here and Fenora to only an annul or two. Not to mention, who wouldn't be excited about sailing in space? There will be a lot of variables to consider. You have to navigate the solar winds that are not only coming off of Van La, but those bouncing off various planetary bodies in the system. Mix in the gravitational pull of each of those bodies, and if you're aiming to enter a stable orbit of a planet, you have to find the right entry vector and stabilize using the fusion engines for small corrections. To put it in Heimavina terms, imagine trying to shoot a bogey to hit an ice land at the top of the Twin Sisters, and you're in a base camp on Braddith. You could do it mathematically, but you would have to compensate for everything that's in your way. Your bogey would need to survive re-entry, you have to know the speed and rotation of not only Hymovena, but Braddith as well, then there's calculating the projected wind patterns, traffic control above your planet, and I think you get my point now. (laughs) Sorry. Needless to say, if it works, it will be both amazing and terrifying. I can't wait! Thanks for asking about the races. I wish I could say that it were going well. The truth is, I eventually had to drop out of the solo races, and the team is training up a new guy for the four-man races. That's not to say that I'm out of sailing for good. Now, far from it. The team has been talking about this for a while because they knew that my training schedule was getting tighter and tighter. I was just diving in too deep and started missing practices because I was exhausted. The newbie they brought in is really good, and I think he will fit in with the others, but he's not as good of a pilot as I am. I may be biased, though. The other said that if I have time, I'm welcome to go out with them for practice runs and parties, but honestly, there just isn't time anymore plus when I finish up with the VSA, who knows where I'll be going. As for the solo race, that's a whole different stream. I was doing really well. I nailed the first three races, coming in second, first, and third. That fourth race, oh, what was it like, now six annuls ago? Yeah, that one kind of took the wind out of my sails. Actually, it wasn't the sails, but the hull. Like I said, I've been super busy all the time, and just before the race, I had a major exam that I was up all night studying for. So when it came time to sail, I was just too tired. For the first part of it, I was running on Kawai and Good Intentions. Then the worst happened. I, um, may have gotten lost. The nav charts just didn't make sense in my brain. I was seeing the lines, but they were translating into airspace pathways and trajectories for orbital paths. Before I knew it... Uh, I hate even saying this to you... I hit... a rock. It wasn't even a big rock. It was just barely above the waterline, and, really, anyone could have hit it. Things like that should be charted so that racers could avoid them. It was a huge hazard, and shouldn't have been anywhere near the race course. Except it... wasn't. And neither was I. Also it was on the chart oh cj diana had a gash that ran the full length of her hull thankfully rescue services saw me veering off course and were there quickly or it would have been a total loss even now she's still in the shop being worked on that was my wake up moment i needed to step away from racing for a while and focus on my training i'm happy to hear that your father is helping you out with this new role Does this mean that you will have time to focus on other things now? I feel like you're getting a little overwhelmed. I'm sure you will still have a lot to be involved in, though. But this has to be a huge stress relief for you. Your house politics sound really complicated. With the council, everyone is selected to their position based on the people in the region they represent. Occasionally you see some schools following their chosen profession, but it's always elected by others. Sometimes we even joke about it being more of a popularity contest, as all of them go out every few rotats on their please like me tours. I'm not saying that your house system is a bad way of doing things, but it just seems very different from here and a little confusing. I know quite a few villains that are always confused between the house system and the semcoma on your planet. Mind you, this topic comes up maybe once in a quarter never in casual conversation on the streets. I do hear things from Mom's conferences, though. Hearing her try to explain all of the politics there to a bunch of staunchy council members who could barely even spell Haimavina is always entertaining. Some people just don't remember their basic classes. Back before the council, when Vela used to live in tribes and small villages, they used to have a school-based leadership of their own tribes. We're talking about ancient Vela, even before La'ar was founded. We learned it in our history classes. At the time, most of the residents of a village or tribe were in some way related, so it was all one large school where everyone would take care of each other. There were sometimes conflicts between villages, differences of opinions and territories, but eventually many of them started coordinating and creating trade routes. It wasn't until the foundation of La'ar that the concept of the council actually became a thing. Far too many people traveled and became a part of the foundation of Vela's first real capital city. And the village mindset just couldn't work anymore, with so many people gathered in one place. So they came together to select representatives for the different sections of the city, and they would meet to discuss important issues that would affect everyone. And boom, the council was born. So, now you're spying on the Elithians. I mean, I'm as curious as the rest of, well, everyone... But you really need to be careful. Quiet and unassuming can be good on occasion, but you don't know what these people are capable of. No one really does. You're talking about some people that look like you, talk like you, and come in saying they're your long-lost cousins. A few thousand Rotats can change a lot of things about someone. Look at what your people are now compared to how they were before the people you're talking about abandon your planet and your people. Haimovina has changed from when they supposedly left. For all you know, they have ruined yet another planet and are looking for somewhere else to move to. I'm not trying to be accusational here. I'm just saying that you should be careful. The last thing you need is to lose focus and hit a rock. Thankfully, all of my hard work and my sacrifices of sleep and personal property have paid off. There were 40 of us left in the VSA training program at graduation. Of those, only three applications were selected for the test pilot program. My friend from university, Javi, a girl from La'ar named Joru, and your favorite villain in the whole universe, me. After the selection, I really wanted to send you a message to let you know first thing, but then I thought about how that message would come in while your latest one had already left, Then you would get that one, and then I would get this one, and we would both reply, well, it's confusing even just to think about it. Just know that you were the first one I wanted to tell. The three of us went out and partied like we hadn't slept in cycles, which we hadn't. I may have made a pass at Joru while imbibing on something blue. That was when I learned that apparently I'm not her type at all. She was very interested in knowing more about you, though. The 37 others all graduated from the VSA Academy and will be moving on to become great pilots. I hope that the work that we do will keep them in the air and give them the tools that they need to be safe. Let's be honest, though. Safe is not that much fun. The TPP is where the action happens. So, yeah, that brings us up to now. I've been with the TPP for about five annuals, And even though I have flown just about every type of functional craft we have now, both inside and out of our atmosphere, they're still calling me the newbie. Javi makes fun of me because technically his name was first on the acceptance list, so he says he outranks me. I may have to punch him again. May the waves guide us. Jason, 26.
1: You've been listening to an episode of The Binary Saga. Part of CJ is played by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. The part of J-Zoon has been played by Steve Petrucelli. Javi is James Hare. Thank you to our Patreon supporters, Rob and Mary Carnahan. If you like what we're doing, please consider visiting our Patreon page, which can be found in the Where to Find Us menu on our website, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook with at the binary saga. Want to ask us questions? Join us on discord for general chat. Find all of these links and more information at binarysaga.com. You can read the print version for the entire first and second season in Kindle or paperback on Amazon. Print versions will include a number of extra stories and background information. Just search for the binary saga.